Hey, what's going on, people? It's Jay Good at StraightOutTheDen.com. I'd like to welcome you to the Straight Out The Den podcast. Uh, this week's podcast is brought to you by the good folks over at Lander. Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. And uh, just for being a listener to today's podcast, uh, we're going to give you a free trial. All you got to do is go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R dot com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. You go there, you're going to get a free trial of the services. Um two free mp3s uh very simple process it's it's a uh, drag and drop uh type thing man i'm telling you it'll save your life i use it all the time i um for you guys that's following along on the site i started this locked in the dance series and every song uh that i put up so far and we're on day what 13 or 14 at this point every song has been mastered uh using lander services so um that's just to let you guys know i do indeed use it and i use it on a daily basis so uh make sure you go there check it out uh we would greatly appreciate it and plus you know um you using it shows lander that hey you support the straight out the damn podcast so that's always a good thing um today's podcast though um we are gonna focus on that thing called marketing um now before we go any further i want to let you guys know that uh we had a a guest on today's podcast and and i'm not even going to do that much of the talking today because the information that he gave was so insightful um i think that he really uh, hit the nail on the head on, on, on this discussion. Um, uh, 13 years of marketing experience. Um, I first met today's guest, um, back in maybe, oh, oh five, I think it was, um, some, somewhere around that time, like, um, October, you know, the fall of 05, uh, while I was interning at DTP, uh, disturbing the peace, um, with Ludacris. And, um, at the time, I think he was, uh, one of the promo, uh, guys there and um you know we we didn't really build a solid relationship back then but you know we would see each other in passing and we always made sure that you know i said hey or whatever what you got going it was always you know that back and forth uh dialogue um and, and so you know i just happened to reach out man you know this podcast has been one of those ones that you, we've been getting great feedback that you guys are really learning from the stuff that we're we're throwing your way and i thought man you know why not have somebody that has that experience and and that's been um in the industry for a while so i mean his resume goes on and on like i said uh dtp um he he's worked with coca-cola um he started his own company and have clients uh with like steel reserve and um he's worked with mtv and bet uh but you know uh without further ado um it, the, the person that i'm saying i just realized i haven't gave me his name um aldine jackson um and, and for those that know him you know closely we call him the dean but um you know he, he's definitely been been in his game for a while he knows his business and he has some very insightful information and some cool stories to go along with it too tour stories and all of that and we we dealt with all of that inside um before we get to that conversation though just a few things um any of you guys that listened to last week's podcast um may have heard that i gave out my number right um that's cool i'm not going to give it out again on this podcast if you want to have my number you can just you know click on the last podcast that was great reception and and the reception of that podcast uh, what we talked about was why you should not wait to get hot in your city um great conversation um a a couple of things that we went over um i think is it's worth the going back and just checking out um it's some stuff that that's i really feel that's going to help uh further your career along and um 
you know, it, it's just worth the, I don't, I can't remember, maybe it was a little over an hour or something like that, but a little under an hour, but a great conversation to have. And um, you should definitely, you know, go back and take a listen to it. Um, it's just one of those things where it, it really starts the dialogue. And, and I went to something that we got a lot of response on was that the backdoor approach that I talked about and, and just um, giving you that, that information on how to, uh, you know, go out to different places and get hot there and then kind of bring that back to your hometown or your city or where, wherever you're from. So, um, you know, like I said, it is very insightful inf information there. Um, and we're going to kind of continue that dialogue, but more so along the lines on the marketing side, like I said, with, uh, Dean Jackson. Um, so yeah, you guys got everything that you need to know there. Um, once again, with the phone number, go back and listen to it. Um, I did have a disclaimer. I will give that disclaimer out again. Um, you know, if you if you do decide to c contact me, contact me via text. Um, I do reply back to those text messages. If you call me and I don't have your number stored or I don't know who you are, um, there's a good chance that I'm not going to answer. That's cool. Leave me a message. Um, I do check my voicemail and I'll get back to you um, as soon as I can. But, you know, if you have any questions or anything like that, um, my line is open. You know, feel free to text me like, hey, man, this is something that, that I'm thinking about. Could you possibly you know, go over this on the podcast. I love that. I, you know, you can almost, um, almost any time of the day, um, you know, email me and I'll definitely check those at my earliest convenience. But like I said, my line's open. So if you got questions, you know, I'm going to try to answer them the best way I can. And if I don't have an answer, I'll let you know. And, um, I'll also try to do the best research that I can to kind of give you um, some insight later on. So, you know, like I said, today, um, I'm not going to do much of the talking. Like I said, it was a, a dope conversation with Dean, and and I think that you guys uh, will enjoy that and also enjoy some cool stories um, from the DTP days. And and just to let you guys in on a little something, you got to listen through the whole podcast to hear. He also dropped some gems on um, some artists that he, he kind of saw first and... and had the opportunity to sign um, while he was at DTP, but for whatever reason, he either missed out on the opportunities or, um, you know, the powers that be uh, didn't give the green light. So very dope. And, and the, these people are superstars at this point right now. So, um, you know, sit back and enjoy the conversation. Once again, it's um conversation with Dean Jackson. And, oh, the title, as you already can see by now, marketing is all about timing. Um and you'll understand why when you listen to this conversation. Um, but marketing is all about timing. So, you know, sit back, relax, and listen. Uh, this is Straight Out the Damn Podcast, uh, our conversation with Aldine Jackson. Hey, what's going on, people? It's Jay Good at StraightOutTheDamn.com. I'd like to welcome you to the Straight Out the Damn Podcast. Uh, on today's podcast, man, we have a very special guest in the building. Um, and I don't know, should I, should, is it, should I say Alden or should I go with Dean, man? It's, so, it's, it's Aldine. Aldine. So, okay, but okay. everybody pronounces Alden, but you can call me Dean. Dean, Dean. 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 That, that's, that's what I know uh, and, and familiar with. Uh, so I, I'm going to get early into the story and, and share with the people how I first met you. Um, I used to intern at DTP. So it was like back in, I think I met you back in like late 05. Wow. Something like that. So at the time, I'm sure I was an intern. You know how that goes with interns, man. You know, you're learning the game. Um, people that are in the company, they either get to know you or it's kind of like, you know, see you in passing type thing. But that's where that's why I first my first interaction was uh, with you. It was uh, you and um, 
uh man Cheatham was there Me, Cheatham Tank, Tank yeah PK PK was there um Court um Court so, Digger yeah yeah so it was all during that time um and so I was in the the marketing and promo department I believe you were like the promo manager or something like that during yeah, that time me and Tank yeah yeah so um uh, I, I do want to kind of start there like you know starting with your time um you know at DTP and, and that journey on how you got there and, and exactly what you did while you were at um you know dtp um that's a great question um how you saying um interviews no it's all good but no it started off where is though let's rewind a little bit before dtp um i was an individual just always look for the information gotcha. you know i was like Russell Simmons got a book coming out. Mm -hmm. I got to read it. I think that he going to give me a secret that he ain't going to get nobody else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or whatever. But it started back when... Remember when MTV used to do the MTV Diaries mm -hmm. back mm -hmm. in the day? And they um they were doing a diary of Ja Rule. Gotcha. It was, they were on a Hark Not Life tour. Mm -hmm. And he was on the tour bus. And he was getting off the tour bus going into a radio interview. And it was this lady walking with him. And, like, you know, they bring the names and the titles up on the screen. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. Julie Greenwald, director yeah. of marketing for Dev Jam. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Gotcha. That, like, it was a light. I was sitting in my mom's living room like, that's what I want to do. And but my reason for doing it was because I don't want to be a rapper. Mm -hmm. I know I didn't want to be a rapper. I wanted to be a part of the music business. But I was like, if she gets the walk with the artist yeah, yeah that's yeah. what i want to do whoever can put me close to the artist and put me in the mix so fast forward 2002 clarkland university was doing a homecoming with the whole Peyton. it was the Peyton full tour right after the movie came out with oh, wow, rockefeller man. and i was that kind of person where i never wanted to be in the crowd i always found a way to make it backstage or found a little pass or whatever i seen people walking around with def jam jackets on i ran up to a guy had on a Def Jam jacket. Yo, what do you do? I'm in promotion. I'm trying to do whatever. I want to intern. He gave me his card. I called him the next day. He bought me a stack of posters and a stapler. And was mm -hmm. like, get to it. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> so that was October 2002. I, my, I, it was timing for me until I got lucky. So we fast forward February 2003. Mm -hmm. All-Star Weekend was coming to Atlanta. Oh, man. I remember so that So DTP was also Def Jam South. Yeah. Off of the old offices on... Uh, 11th street mm -hmm. right behind well it's um raw sushi now but it used to yeah, be yeah. visions nightclub yeah, I was, uh, yeah, yeah so and they was putting together there's a whole street team and once again staple a staple gun get to it you in the streets all weekend you know i'm driving around swiss beats and his father when they had the full surface movement with cassidy shaka was like oh you from philly he's like yeah freeway and freeway and rockefeller yeah. going on promo tour go help them put their Posters up. This one, people was doing in stores. It was DBS Sounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Down on the south side. Um, so I I got in it fast because of the momentum that was going through Atlanta at that time mm. with All Star Weekend. Um, Ludacris was going into Too Fast Too Furious movie. Um, just a whole lot of things that was going on. It was crazy. I was talking about it on Instagram the other day because it was like the 12 year anniversary of Chicken and Beer for Man, for, Lu for Ludacris. So. Yeah. Like, just thrown into the fire. Like, um, Shaka's cousin that was running promotions at that time in 2003 was like, you want to go to Miami? Of course. I had yeah. never been in Miami before without my parents Yeah. at that time. So I'm going to Miami. They down there recording Chicken and Beer. At the same time recording that, they recording Chingy's first album. So I got to hear Holiday Inn. 
before it came out with Snoop and Luda yeah. in the studio. I got to hear stand up when Kanye was producing it down in Miami. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Shaka went to go meet Fat Joe to play records for him. I was like, yo, this is Fat Joe. I'm, I'm thrown into yeah, him. I'm like, yeah, yo, this like is in it. Mix, in the mix. Yeah. This is it. But I think um, it's just knowing whatever my model is, whatever the end goal is, you know, it's going, everybody walking down their road, whatever the end goal is, it's going to be all kind of obstacles and things that presents itself and opportunities that presents itself along the way. And you just got to know how to navigate it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that that's one of those things too. I, I heard you say like, you know, it was coming up on All-Star Weekend, which I, I, I really remember because at the time I was at Georgia State and I was in the village and I just remember North Avenue looking crazy. You know, everybody just trying to make their way up to Peachtree so they can ride Peachtree all the way down. You know how, yeah. how Buckhead used to be. Like, yeah. Not like how it is it, now. It was an like, old Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, the old Atlanta went Buckhead. Everybody used to meet by Capitol Grill and it was just like everything was right there in Buckhead. This is stuff that if you wasn't here post um 2002 you probably wouldn't even know about but um very crazy time in, in the city and you said something about like man just taking the opportunity like you knew what you wanted to do you saw somebody that made you didn't know if that guy was gonna be able to help you or not but it was yeah. like you got a def jam jacket i know what def jam is i'm gonna approach him it, it was actually a def jam south jacket because okay. at that time def jam south had you know had Scarface was heading yeah, that yeah. Scarface and Shaka and Ludacris was the first artist from that and they were operating out of the same building so mm -hmm. basically the DTP staff was the Def Jam South staff and it was like it was really like the Wild Wild West where people was like yo we just out here we just running it yeah. so at that time budgets was bigger like so it would be promo materials in the office not only for Ludacris but it was for Jay Z Jairo every mm -hmm. project that came from Def Jam they sent. That's when it was street teams in every market and reps and yeah. it was way more money and way more opportunity. So the street team was the easiest way to enter to get your foot wet in the music business. You know what I'm saying? So I got you. I, I'm gonna show you something real quick. Um, this where am I? Yeah, I'm gonna show you something. By the way, like I'm I'm looking through vinyl, right? So this, I used to, when I was at DTP, like the stuff that you're talking about, Ooh. like, I'm going to show you what that is. So, like mm -hmm. he just said, like, there's all, you know, it was just crates and crates of vinyl, boxes and boxes of vinyl that just used to come through. And um, I think at the time it was probably Tank. Tank was like, man, look, man, we ain't going to do nothing with these. Just like, you know, here you go. And at the time, you know, I wasn't even heavy on collecting vinyl at the time. Yeah. I just had like a couple of pieces that I got from my parents or whatever. I was I didn't even have a record player. But, you know, he gave me a handful of vinyl and one of them happened to be like Kanye West, uh, like late registration. It was a radio, you know, promo. And I'm like, you know, I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, cool. I know who Kanye West is. You know, I'm familiar with the music. I like what he's doing. Didn't realize the value of what it was when he gave it to me. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like. It's amazing just to see so much stuff. And it's some LL Cool J promo in there. All, I got all kind of like Def Jam stuff, yeah. but, you know, from the time. But it's just, just to see, like, you know, now going forward, you know, the value of things and just the value of that time. Like being around that environment. That, I think DTP was the first time that I was in a successful, I said successful record label. Because yeah. I've done internships other places, but this was the first time I got a hands-on experience. Just like you said, like. You know, we was doing a time when Visions was here and, like, everybody had the money and everybody wanted street teams. So, so. so going back to the, what you just said on the value of a vinyl, mm -hmm. and I'm, Jeff told me this, is shock of the brother, it was at that time, 
just starting on the street team, you wasn't known. It wasn't like yeah, you walk yeah. out and like, oh, that's Dean, what's up? It's like nobody knew you from a can of paint. Mm-hmm. That was your VIP card to get into the club. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? 2003, 2002, if you was on street promotions and it was a new Kanye West record out, mm-hmm. new Luda record out, and you had to get it to the DJ, and at that time, AG ain't know you. Yeah, like, yeah, who are yeah you? exactly. Like, who like, are you? Yeah. So your only card was you hold the vinyl in your hand, be confident with it, like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm from promotions for mm-hmm. Dev Jam when you I'm lying I'm creating titles for myself I was the intern I was, I'm the promotions director for Dev Jam South and mm-hmm. I gotta get this record to DJ Drama and DJ Cannon yeah and alright come in you only got five minutes and then I'm running from security all night in, in Visions cause I know they gonna kick me out cause I don't even belong in there so the, the, so the vinyl was the was the VIP card to get into the club it was your entry was. Your, your entry ticket yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying so I would find I would be in the office, like, I just learned that, like, okay, the more paraphernalia I got, the more credibility I'm going to have. So I go in the office before I go out that night, give me a, find me a, a promo t-shirt to throw yeah. on or some, <laughs> steal somebody, um, jacket, probably want, stole one of the Shaka baseball jackets or something yeah, that yeah. had Def Jam or DTP on the back of it one time to act like I was more than what I was. But that's when it was fun. That's yeah, when people yeah, care. Yeah. I, I always say right now, like, people don't care about the culture anymore, like, People throw titles around too, and I, I look at that on Instagram and social media. It's mm-hmm. because nobody has any guidance. So now everybody's a creative director, and everybody's a CEO of this or a founder of that or mm-hmm. creative coach, whatever. People are creating titles for themselves, but where you didn't have any guidance, like. I used to fight or sneak in meetings. They would be in roundtable meetings or talking on the phone to somebody important. Shocking my head, L.A. Reid on speakerphone. I'm mm-hmm. air hustling, thinking I'm hearing something, thinking I'm getting the goods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. And Jeffy so would say, yo, you air hustling. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to figure it all out. I'm trying to know what you know. You got a million. You mm-hmm. got your own office. Y'all shooting videos. Absolutely. I'm trying to get to that level. It's like know? having that access and then like, okay, now that I have the access, I have the, the foot in the door. Now I got to do the work while I'm here. You know what I mean? And make yourself be known because I, truth be told, when I was interning at DTP, I was doing a couple of other things, man. And, and I, I didn't use it like I could have used it. You know what I'm saying? I was just kind of like not happy to be around, but it, it, it was like, oh, I'm here. I'm going to do big, what, you The know? biggest thing I learned from that, from my DTP experience, and I don't want to... You want to stay on that too long, but the biggest thing I learned from that is getting the information. Mm-hmm. So, like, start off in street promotions, and I will run over to Kim Belly office, who was the A and R at that time. I'm like, I want to be an A and R, and but you want to be an A and R, go to the studio with Phil Mob, and then mm-hmm. I run over to Shaka, like, I want to be your assistant, <laughs> and then yeah, like yeah. sit in his office for a week and whatever, and then Aisha, who's over videos, mm-hmm. and oh, we shoot a video for Ludacris. I'm staying next to you. What are you doing with? Hype Williams or yeah, yeah, yeah. or Randy from the Fat Cats or whatever. Like <laughs> I wanted to know everything. Like and but with being on everything, people looked at me like, "Oh, Dean, you run around with a like a chicken with your head cut off." Mm-hmm. But I utilized that information and retained that information to try to leverage other things in the in the future, even present day. You know, and that's the thing where it's just not the same. Like nobody has offices anymore. Yeah, like yeah. these labels, uh, you got label heads that's operating full labels straight from a laptop and a cell phone. Like yeah. for real, like yeah. it's from their house. Like yeah. you know, what I'm saying? I know a whole lot of label CEOs that had offices that don't have offices anymore. They still have thriving artists. Yeah, but the business has changed. So they're like, why do I need a full staff? And social media has helped and killed the game, which is like 
you know, a whole nother topic. But Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, we can kind of go there, too, because what you said, like, really, the advancement of the technology and social media, it, it killed the overhead. Like, you know, it was like you don't need a building now. You know what I'm saying? And, and you don't necessarily need, you know, you don't have to have that office space. You don't have to have stuff that looks um, bigger than what it is. You can do everything literally from your computer. But I think also, like, the curse with that is that everybody is so connected to the Internet that they forgot about going out and physically touching the people, you know what I mean? And not like, you know, the shaking hands and, you know, I, we just, we're coming off A3C, right? Yeah. And when people find out that you do certain things, you, you know, they're eager to like, want to talk to you and they want to do this and do that. And like, I run a hip hop site and then saying that I'm based in Atlanta, that says something, even though I don't look at it like that, but you know, I, I tell people, I, I don't take CDs anymore. I just stopped doing it because the first year that I did it, I had like, 100 CDs, and I threw all of them away. I'm just being honest with you. you know. So I, I'll tell people, like, hey, I don't want to take your CD, but I do want to hear your music, so email me the music. I'll check it out. But I know you pay hard-earned money on these CDs, you know what I mean? And, and so I don't want you to, like, throw away your money because giving it to me, I'm not going to listen, you know what I mean? So somebody that's, you know, you got 13-plus years in the game of, like, marketing and promotion, what kind of guidance would you provide those people that, you know, they spent that five $600 on all those CDs, and they out at a big festival, and they they have 10 seconds to to convey to somebody like hey you should check this out so it's a multi thing multi-purpose thing that i think that we're in a a cycle right now that's i think it's maybe it's coming back around going on the up and up from a creativity standpoint where i feel it's my personal opinion that the creativity and let's just keep it in the hip-hop lane right mm -hmm. now that the creativity has died in hip hop. Like I'm thirsty for like the hottest whatever, like somebody leaking their album artwork. Is it hot? Is it like, yo, this is amazing mm -hmm. artwork. Like before I even hear the record hear the music, or yeah. what is your strategy to, to, to kick off this new single or this new album or whatever. Like, I also feel like as an artist, like some people put together mixtapes. I think that DJ Drama and Cannon the Affiliates, they had a chokehold on it when they were actually pressing up the Gangsta Grill CDs mm -hmm. and all that. Um, was like, I forgot his name. I think it was named Paperwork Graphics or somebody like that was the guy. And they was giving you the best mixtape graphics yeah, yeah, that yeah. you can have. Like, I remember Dr Drama and Cannon would say, all we need is a picture. Give us a clean high res picture mm -hmm. and we'll do the rest and they send it a paperwork and get you this crazy mixtape cover and all this kind of stuff and they treat it like albums yeah you know what i'm saying so with that i think they pushed it forward from a mist from a mixtape perspective and then of course 50 cent did what he did and other people like that but i believe that fast forward to somebody like kanye west from that somebody that's so creative and so high that he has the whole world now mm -hmm. from the hip hop community on this high creative taste level thing. And there's some out there and some people get it confused. Some people just want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. that, that like, once again, people creating titles for themselves or whatever, whatever. And then I feel like people just, um, you know, they don't know. It's, yeah. a, it's a wild, wild west. It's really wild, wild west. So when and you can tell when people get it. Yeah. You can tell when people get it. Yeah, I'm just talking. I'm not even talking about the music yet. I'm just talking about presentation. Gotcha. Like your presentation can get you in. It's like wearing a suit to an interview versus mm -hmm. wearing jeans and sneakers to an interview. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. It makes a difference. And people, so, stand out. but then of course, do people once again do people care about the culture? 
what are you talking about in your music? Uh, how does it sound? How are you delivering it? And I always feel like, I'm, I always say my personal opinion that people like Jay-Z, Kanye, Beyonce, very few, uh, the Dr. Dre's, mm-hmm. the people like that, Lil Wayne over the while, Drake definitely has it right now. Mm-hmm. Even Future has it right now. But that's only a handful. I just named five, six yeah, people exactly. regardless of the whole <laughs> package industry. Yeah. Just hip hop. Yeah. Why is it that um, country music still sells at a high level? You know, why is it that rock music still sells mm-hmm. at a high level? You know what I'm saying? Um, It's it's really like people are trying to copy what they see without studying. Once again, it goes back to no guidance. Like there's there's no real internships anymore. Mm -hmm. Not in the music business. Now you can probably get your internship at a corporate company if you're in college, or Coke, or Pepsi, or something like that. Maybe Nike if you're lucky enough. You know. But not in the music industry. It ain't the same. They used to let interns hang around the office when you was at Dev Jam up yeah. in New York and all that. No, it's no more of that. You know, speaking of the internships, man, like, I had this conversation with a gentleman, and, and he brought up a good point that it, it really made me think. He, he said, man, like, why should I take an internship when I can just do it myself? And, and you know, I tried not to be judgmental to that because I, I came from the era of like, man, you had to have an internship. That was the only way that you were going to get your foot in the door. And I know now that, you know, the advancement of the technology and everything, like you can do it yourself, but it's that knowledge part that you miss. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't get to, get a chance to soak up game from people that has, you know, like 10 plus years of experience. You're just out there like, I'm just going to jump in the water and I'm going to figure it out as I go, which that's cool because some people need to get out there and start, but it's like, Man, you don't even want to like try it for like three months to just soak up some game, like you know what I mean, like. And that's the thing. I have I had a uh, a meeting with with Jeff, who's Shaka's brother, at the beginning of this year, in January this year, and we sat and talked for hours. And he was he's always a wealth of knowledge when it comes to to the industry, and it goes back. People just want to jump in it, mm-hmm. and you talking about people like that's been like twenty five plus years in, like. <laughs> for real yeah like 25 plus years in and but once again everybody went jumping i'm I'm managing the artist or i'm rapping now (laughs) and you can have talent you can really have talent but absolutely how do you uh bring it all together once again are you all over the place i always i try to tell artists right now uh, riding artists to streamline it like ryan leslie was ahead of the game like yeah, for for digital for his online presence. Mm-hmm. This is back in like two thousand when he was making the videos and stuff, right? Yeah, he was he was the first person I seen that had his own videographer mm-hmm. going with him everywhere overseas in the studio yeah. to radio interviews. He had the RyanLeslie dot com mm-hmm. where you go there and everything was there. Yeah, merch was there, music was there, videos was there, booking information was there. Yeah, everything was there. It wasn't. Free on Smash. It wasn't yeah. Rap Radar. You're right though. It wasn't, you know, hip all these all the blogs we have now. So I tell I try to tell artists go back to that. Mm-hmm. Like Kanye did it when he was on his no interviews and no media thing. Mm-hmm. He went KanyeWest.com and he started the Good Fridays and you can only find it on his site. On his site. And yeah. it and it you know spread out from there. Yeah, yeah. But um 
I say tell artists go back to that. Casey Veggies has that type of I love what he does. Presence love right what now. He does. Absolutely. Um, marketing wise online now. Um and my guy Jason Reddy, who's the promo director over at Hot 1079 right now, he had put me on Casey Veggies years ago about his branding and yeah, how he presents and it. Carrots and Exactly. And I and I'm the person like it takes me a lot to even listen to an artist. Mm -hmm. You could be have a hundred 50,000 Instagram followers. <laughs> Those numbers you, don't matter to you. You could right? have uh, the cr the best graphics and creative presentation ever. Mm -hmm. And I've like I've never like there's a girl Kalani. I was just having a conversation about. Have you heard Kalani's music? Never heard her. Mm. I know she's popping. Yeah, from yeah, what yeah. I hear, I, mean, know, I, I, I don't think I, I've I see her, her Instagram is popping, but I've never heard her music. Yeah, and like this time, and I'm at one point I'm gonna check it out, but. It's almost like a prove it type thing. It's like I'm that type of person. Like I remember my man Matt told me, for example, on this way of subject, just give an example. My man Matt told me about LeBron James when LeBron James in eighth grade. Mm. And he was like, he's like, right. yo, he's special. He yeah. the one. He the next MJ. Blah blah blah. And then I didn't see LeBron playing tapes in twelfth grade on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. That was four years later, and I was like, oh, okay. That's the guy he was talking about. I and then he going to the first game of the NBA and damn they have a triple double first game. Oh, okay. Is is so when you giving somebody ninety three million, it's like Drake. Oh, Drake gets a two million dollar deal from Universal. Yeah. You get, but he's proven it. He's now when you look at what he's doing, I'm like, why didn't he give him five million yeah, when he yeah. first got signed? Absolutely, like Drake, man. I, my, my homie uh, B Rock, man. I never forget the day. Like we was right here in this parking lot, other apartments. He was like, yo, you heard this dude named Drake from Toronto? I was like, nah. Like, you know, because at the time, nobody heard of anybody from Toronto. Not to cut you off, let me give you a quick story. Rewind mm -hmm. back to DTP. So Drake sends his demo to DTP. Okay. This was when he had the, forgot the song with Trey Songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little video. He in a video with the big sweatshirt on. Yeah, looking awkward. With, with, <laughs> the, with the Bentley and <laughs> yeah. all that. And I and my man Paris, who's the ludicrous the A&R, it was like, yo, this kid Drake got something. And I was like, yo, he corny. Yeah, yeah, that was just my me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That was me. Like I didn't see it, and yeah. then when so far gone came, it was like oh, he hot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And it, so it was a time when I was working at Coca Cola, um, and I tried to pitch Drake when he was still on so far gone, and I got on the phone with Drake's management, and it was like, yo, we'll do anything for Sprite if you give us 750k. Or so it was the number was like that. Yeah. And at that time, the the executive at Coles, I'm not giving him 750k. Like, who is he? What's his album? I'm like, yo, he got 800,000 downloads on this mixtape. He booking shows all around the U.S., all overseas. At this amount, he the hottest thing. He the next one. And then when they finally did the deal with Sprite, it was something stupid. Seven figures. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't at 750,000. It could have been the high six figures, but it was. And it was yeah. nice seven figures, you know. Yeah. So that's an example of being on um the edge or being on the on the on the wave of what's next. One time we was on we was on promo, my guy Tank, we was up on promo on a DTP tour bus. We was at TRL. Mm -hmm. Field mob was going to TRL. And we was on a tour on promo for um Ludacris compilation. Yeah. And we get a knock on the tour bus door. Boom, 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 boom. We opened up the door. It's Nicki Minaj. At this time, we don't know. She we don't know who she is. She at just all. see the bus. She she trying to spit like, yo, I rap. Yeah. Here go my DVD. Here go my mix. Say she spit sixteen. I'm like, okay, she hot. I put the DVD in as we go on the tour bus coming back into Atlanta. I'm like, yo, nice. She, she hot. Yeah. I'm running there telling Shock I'm hype. Yo, she this, she that. 
whatever, whatever. Yeah. Nobody signs and the people ain't believe it. We see what it is today. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, I always go back and say, if I had a hundred million dollars and I had the power to the sign power some to people, do I said, I have the hottest label in the world. Yeah. I would have had Soldier yeah. Boy and Drake, Nicki Minaj. Nicki, yeah. <laughs> like, you know. You know, that's that thing, though. I mean, and, and of course, those artists have those stories where they, you know, been passed up by a countless number of labels. And, and, you know, it just says, like, there's always that one person that says, like, man, we should have made the move. You know, we should have made it happen. But going back to what you said, you wasn't really in a position of power to make that happen. All you could do is offer the suggestion and hope that, you know, they value your opinion enough to, to make a move on it. You know what I mean? And, and so, you know, those type of things happen. You mentioned working with Coca-Cola, and I wanted to kind of get into that. And I know, like, around, what, 2008, 2009, you started your own company, the Dean Brand Marketing. Yeah, right after I left Coke. I was at Coke on a... Um consultant man it's all once it's about timing mm-hmm. everything's about timing so let me give a shout out to my brother ronaldo nehemiah who's a great s- fashion stylist and creative consultant for a lot of artists and things like that oh is it um, is that blue no no that's not blue okay no. okay ronaldo nehemiah that's his instagram name too um but ronaldo at the time was styling music soul child mm-hmm. and ronaldo was and music soul child had just did a deal with coca-cola okay and Ronaldo, after he did his work for music, the vice president or system vice president, um, Yolanda White, she was she wanted Ronaldo to style her for her birthday. And I was with Ronaldo during the day that he was supposed to meet her. And I was like, I need to talk to her. I'm that kind of person. Like, I didn't know this lady from a can of paint. Yeah. I was basically spitting the freestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I was, I need to meet her, tell her who I am. I'm trying to work, marketing, blah, blah, blah. So he goes to meet her. I'm with him. I introduced myself. Hey, but I did some research. I found out they was doing some, supposed to be bringing out some um, Coca-Cola lime, something like that or whatever, whatever. And I go to meet her. Hey, my name is Dean Jackson. And I did research that Coca-Cola's come up with this lime thing. She's like, wow, a lot of people don't know that. Well, whatever, whatever. She gave me her card. She's like, send me your resume. I sent her my resume. Two weeks later, I was working at Coke. Mm. Two weeks later, she was like, I can't give you a full job. I can give you a, a consultant job. For for three months, get you in here, let you learn something. That's yeah. exactly what she said. But I can pay you. Yeah. Right. She paid me thirty five hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was, I was like, at that time, yeah. I was that's most money I ever made. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know, coming off of the out of the industry, I wasn't making that kind of money. Just yeah. be honest. But the what I've learned was just like next level, like just little things, like how to properly write a deck, mm-hmm. sponsorship deck, marketing plan, how to properly write it, or um, knowing that. It's much bigger. Business is much bigger than the entertainment industry. So I would go in there like, oh, I would be shouting out rappers that we could work with or something like that mm-hmm. in meetings. But she was like, no, well, what about Coca-Cola and NASCAR? Or what about Coke and the World Cup soccer? And what yeah. about Essence Music Festival? And what about how do we use Coke in the retail department? And mm-hmm. then retail for African-American community? African-American community versus Hispanic community versus white affluent communities. Mm-hmm. Um how to use Coke in Johannesburg, South Africa, uh, things like that. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, the, it's, it's, the world was bigger. It's than, much bigger yeah. than 16 bars and yeah, finding yeah, a yeah. rapper to put into a commercial. <laughs> you know, I call myself trying to be Steve Stout, but she was, yeah, yeah. she was breaking me down. She was like, yo, I see a lot of potential in you, but you got to filter out like this. So that was a great learning experience. Um, and coming off that is when I started the whole Dean Brand Marketing thing. Um once again, Wild Wild West, 
ain't know nothing about no. I had learned a little bit about the agency world mm-hmm. from from my time at Coke, but I was like Steve Stout got the translation yeah, and getting yeah. this. So um, my first opportunity of creating any kind of deal was for Ludacris and New Era. Timing, it always go back to timing. Mm-hmm. My my guy Peak Oakley from New York called me like, yo, my girl from New Era. She looking for a southern hip hop artist to do a hat deal with. Bing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she was like, she he said she wanted Jermaine Dupri, Ti, or something. I was like, well, I got Luda. Yeah. I got access to Luda. Yeah. And I went in there, and it took me about sixty days to convince Shaka to make it happen. Like, yo, I'm printing out the paperwork for him. Yo, we gotta make this happen. Mm-hmm. So that was the first deal I've ever ever did on my own was Ludacris and New Era, and that relationship still stands. That started in 2008. That relationship still stands today. So, yeah. you know, speaking on that, just to give that example, because, um, you know, a lot of artists come in the game thinking, like, you know, either I can do it independently or I got to go to a label. And, and and I think the interesting part of your story is, like, you're showing, like, man, there are brands out here that are willing to spend corporate dollar for you, you know, that almost act like they're fun, your, 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 your project. If you're, you know, wearing their product, their product, you know what I mean? And I think like that's a whole nother um, conversation for artists to kind of get get in their mindset. Like, hey, I don't have to sign with Def Jam. I can, you know, do a deal with Puma and Puma can really fund my project. You know what I mean? Like, so that that part where you're doing that deal with no error, like new, no error, <laughs> thinking about no genre and all that, but uh, new era, you know, how, how like, the, what you can give the particulars, like, how do you make something like that happen? You know what I mean? Once again, I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Just yeah. to be honest with you, I just knew I had an opportunity to make something happen, and it was all about uh, trying to prove myself to the execs, trying to prove yeah. myself to Jeff and Shaka and Luda, and, you know, and try to call myself call myself making the name for myself in yeah, the industry yeah, yeah. and i really thought at that time not knowing that the work that goes into be being executive being at a shaka zulu level a jay-z level mm-hmm. i'm thinking like, i'm gonna make this happen and then i'm gonna be steve stout yeah <laughs> you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, yeah. like and it's all good i'm gonna have an office a staff yeah, or yeah. whatever but um once again it's all time like i learned it out as i was going. i had never done a deal for anything before yeah for yeah. anything so it was just like, you know what I'm you know, saying? It was like, I really got walked through it, like, on conference calls with the execs from New Era, with the execs from DTP, and, okay, design meetings. I was there every step of the way from, like, this is how we're going to design the hats, and this is how we're going to roll them out, and this when magazines were still heavy in print. Mm-hmm. So we did print ads and, like, Slam Magazine and all of Double XL and yeah. all those, and then we did the grand opening of the New Era store that was on Lucky Street with mm-hmm. Ludacris and, and all that type of stuff. Um and that relationship went on. Then he was going to his 30th birthday and New Era sponsored his 30th birthday in Vegas. And and then we did, he performed at the um, Atlanta Braves game a couple years later for the Civil Rights game. Mm-hmm. We created a New Era hat for that. Gotcha. Um, a Ludiversal hat. Um, and so it was just, once again, thrown into the fire. Yeah, so, you know, I saw like you, uh, some of your past clients was like Sony Red. And I think I remember the whole Sony Red. I was um, doing um, grassroots marketing for, um, um, I'm about to tell your name right now. Yeah. And also, I know you, you worked with the Ludacris Foundation and the New Era, and you did, like, the NBA, and you had MTV um, relationships with that as well. Yes. Um, um, Agnes Moe was her name. Okay. Um, she had a song called Coke Bottle featuring Timbaland and T.I. And once again, all about timing. 
my guy that used to work at DTP, Sean Taylor. Um, he had a relationship over there at Sony Red. He was like, yo, I need you to help me work this project in the streets, get it to the DJ. It was a pop record, mm -hmm. but it had T.I. on it, it had Timbaland on it. And it was like, we need you to get this to the strip club. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, this ain't going to work in the strip club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once again, I, I went. Yeah. I took it to Magic City. I took it to Pink Pony. I mm -hmm. took it to Cheetah, whatever, whatever. And then fast forward, she gets nominated for an MTV UK Award. Wow. For that song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, hey. I, I, like, yeah. I, I'm, I had a small part in it. I didn't do no major thing. I had a, yeah, just yeah. like this, I was a part of the process. But, hey. So, hey, I know you're enjoying the podcast right now um, and the conversation that we're having with Dean, um, but I did want to take the time out just to tell you about Lander. Um, if you're listening to this right now, then um, you're hearing the genius of Lander and you're seeing how everything sounds, uh, the, the good quality and, and the importance of mastering. Uh, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag and drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So let me break that down with exactly what that means. Um, Mastering is that process that pretty much makes your music and your audio sounds sound the same on any platform, whether you're playing it on the CD player, um, in your car, uh, MP3 player, um, on your iPhone or Android device, um, listening to it, you know, off your computer, any place, it's going to make it sound pretty consistent, a consistent sound. Um, and it's going to make everything level and, and the compression and all that stuff. You know, I won't go too deep in that, but uh, that's pretty much what Mixed Genius does. Uh, and they do it at an affordable rate. Now, mastering is a process that is expensive. There's no way around it. It's a very expensive process. It's a hands-on process. But the genius of Lender is that they taken that process and made it streamlined it and made it very easy and accessible for you uh, to use. So all you got to do right now is go to Mixed Genius, excuse me, go to Lander.com, L-A-N-D-R dot com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. Once again, that's Lander.com, L-A-N-D-R dot com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. You go there, you're going to get a free trial. Um, it's two free MP3s, um, very simple process. You literally... Uh, can drag and drop your your um, mixed version of your record in the their interface and within a matter of minutes your master would be ready you click download they'll send you an email and say like hey your master's ready you can either download it from your email or go into the interface and download it from there um, very simple process you know anybody can do it I did it for the first time um, uh, months ago and it didn't take me any time. I mean, if I can do it, you can do it. It's just that simple. So once again, go to Lander.com. It's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. That stands for straight out the den if you didn't guess it. Um, and get the free trial. And once you do that, tweet me. Um, and for those that have my phone number, text me. Let me know that you got it. And I'll screenshot that and um, put it up online. Put it on Twitter, Facebook, all of that stuff. Instagram and let the people know that you are listening uh, to the Straight Out the Damn podcast, and you're rocking with Lander. We all appreciate it, and we appreciate you for listening. So, hey, enough of me talking. I'm going to get back into the conversation with Dean um, Jackson and just listen to these stories that he's about to get into right now. So, you know, um, and also, like, the NBA and MTV, like, what was that? Thrown into the fire. Yeah. Thrown into the fire. Shout out to my man DJ Black. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Black uh ninety four five ninety four five. Yeah. yeah DJ yeah. Black. I was over at um Clarkland University. New DJ Black. Mm -hmm. He would be around campus. I wanna do whatever. Whatever yeah. I gotta do. Call him every day. He called me. Yo, you wanna go on tour? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's go. 
He's like, I got this group named Small Change. It was a kid group. Yeah. Named Small Change. He's like, you going to be their road manager. And you going to have a promotion. What? Road manager? At that time, yeah. titles, I know what the hell yeah, yeah, was going on. Going, I'm going with it. So we on a, and we in a Winnebago. <laughs> DJ Black, if you listen, I know you can vouch for this. We in a Winnebago. Yeah. yeah. Small Change, three kid group, myself, DJ Black, and the kids' parents. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad driving to Winnebago, whatever. We city to city on the NBA Rhythm and Rims tour. Yeah, the wow. headliner, the headliners of the tour is 3LW. Man. <laughs> 3LW, yeah. Nappy Roots, and his group Small Change. It's crazy. Right? So, at that time, it's all about just trying to make something happen. Mm-hmm. Me and my man PK, my man Matt the Mayor, running around. We call ourselves managers group called The Replacements. Yeah, that was yeah, at yeah. RPC, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Ended up, you know, working with Cannon and Drama, Gangsta mm-hmm. Grills, and mixtapes. And I was like, well, I got this group of replacements, and they rap, and they, they produce. So I brought the group Small Change yeah. into their college dorm room. They made the song. The, they sampled the switch, I Call Your Name, yeah. Elder Barge and them, yeah. wrote that. My man Juice from Chicago wrote the whole rap for them. They practiced it. They performed that song on the, on the, yeah. on the Rhythm and Rims tour. So now I'm open. I'm hyped. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh. I'm getting off the Winnebago trying to run on the tour bus with 3LW had their own tour bus. Tour bus, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this absolutely. was, um, um, shout out to my homegirl, Jessica, that was in 3LW. She lives in Atlanta now. Um, Adrian Ballon, mm-hmm. the other girl was at Kylie, whatever her name is. And then the girl, Jessica, all in the group. And I'm like, yo, this is big time. That, that, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This time they had a, to RW, yeah, they, they were like, yeah, yeah. So we went city to city. Um, you know, I called myself doing role management stuff, whatever, whatever. Uh, fast, let's rewind. It's all about timing. So let's rewind. Going back to that 2003 time All Star Weekend. Fast forward. The first time I went to Miami was for the um, Too Fast Too Furious, Furious. promo yeah, yeah. promo. And my guy, Jovan Diller, at that time was Ludacris's road manager. And I had just really met Jovan, like, had a conversation with him in Miami because he lived in Chicago, but he would come in the, when it was time to work for Luda. And we was in a van going from this big mansion that we had rented. That hypnotic sponsor It's crazy that hypnotic is back now. I know it's back, yeah. But we going over to Luda Condo, and I'm saying, I'm like, what do you do? He's like, I'm Luda road manager. And what is that? And yeah. what do you do as his role manager? I know Shaka is manager, but what do you do? Yeah, he broke it up so fast forward. Now somebody tell me I got a chance to be a role manager. So I'm trying to implement the information he gave yeah. me into these little kids. I'm <laughs> running right here thinking I'm role managing Ludacris, yeah, but yeah. it's just three little kids on the come up. So, you know, once again, it's all about timing. Yeah. You know, so that was, that prepared me for that. Um, my first real tour, my I want was me tanking cheating when we was out on the, um, the ludicrous compilation tour mm-hmm. timing yeah i didn't know i was going on tour morehouse was having some homecoming concert i go into the concert i see jeff his nephew cousin shay mm-hmm. cousin shay like what you doing doing whatever yeah. you want to go on tour yeah 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 <laughs> i'm on i call shay every day i thought we we're going on tour it wasn't ready it wasn't ready every day mm-hmm. i'm at my aunt house with i'm with pk <laughs> my man pk at our aunt house and we Hey, I get a random call. Meet me tonight. At we gonna meet Tank tonight at the DTP office. Y'all gonna get in the suburban and drive to New York mm-hmm. to meet the tour bus and y'all out. 
you know, crazy <laughs> thing is, I, I remember that day. Yeah. Like, I, I remember, I, I, I vaguely remember Tank and Cheatham saying, like, yo, we about to head to New York to get on this tour. And I was just like, dang, man, I want to go on tour. But I, at the time, you know, I, I wasn't vocal about stuff. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like how you said you were vocal. Like, man, Gotta be. I was just like, yo, man, they about to go on tour. Like, man, that will be so dope to go on tour, whatever the cool word at the time was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to go on tour. And I was like, I remember that. Y'all were going for a while. Too, we was man. going for three months. And yeah. I'm talking about real stories. You talking about me, Tank, Cheatham, got a mm -hmm. tour bus to ourselves. Crazy. 50 cities. Yeah. Three months. We were following the Kanye West tour bus mm -hmm. for the Touch the Sky tour. So it was Kanye was the headliner. Mm -hmm. Keisha Cole was the opening act of the tour, and 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 Fantasia was the middle act. Like that's the, the opening act. Yeah. So <laughs> think great. about this. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they were doing college venues, like college yeah. gyms. So we went to Michigan State was one of the schools. We stopped in Chicago. I had a leather jacket. I left it in Chicago. Mm. Now we the next city was Michigan. I'm freezing cold. Freezing, I ain't yeah. got no jacket. So the 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 tour can't is moving too fast for the jacket to be mailed to the next city. Mm -hmm. So I had to mail the jacket back home. So I'm on tour. No jacket. <laughs> Three months. No no coat. In the coldest coat. Like, hanging like, up poster boards. We like yeah. fuck it. Fuck it. We putting poster boards on the Magic Johnson statue yeah, at yeah. Michigan State University. Are we out here thugging? Crazy. So once again, being vocal. Being vocal. We was from the ludicrous street team. Mm -hmm. We ain't have no access to the Keisha Cole, Kanye to the Kanye West tour. We yeah. couldn't. We had no tickets to get in. Nothing. Our role was to put up poster Post boards it. and hand out product. I ran the Keisha Cole hype man. His name was Wood. Mm -hmm. Yo, man, I'm Dean DC people. Blah, blah blah blah. The rest of the tour, we had passes. We had passes to get into the show. Yeah. We do whatever we had to do, and then we was getting a per diem of twenty five dollars a day. And I was getting paid, I want to say, two seventy five a week, yeah. three hundred dollars a week max yeah. on a tour. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, damn, this ain't no money. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm grateful for the opportunity. So what I did was, yo, what? So we, everything's a hustle. We were going to Keisha Cole's dressing room mm -hmm. every tour, and take all, her whole rider and put it on the tour bus. Yeah. All the food, all the snacks, all the shit. Because she wouldn't eat it. She wouldn't eat it. It was just there. So now I'm saving money. We all saving money. So now I can go buy a pair of sneakers. Yeah. Or now yeah, 25 per diem staying in your pocket now. 25 staying yeah. in the pocket. Because we didn't, every city, we taking Keisha Cole. Yeah. Yeah, everything. Like, oh, <laughs> oh right. Cool Chips, yeah, yeah. sandwiches, juices, <laughs> milk, water, towels, soap. Like, we good to go. Everything. Hotels, yeah. stealing all the towels. Getting the, the shampoo, all that Shampoo, stuff. Yeah, bed yeah. linen, <laughs> clean on the tour bus. We got a 12-sleeper tour bus, three people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. City, city, fucking girls on the tour bus. I'm, I thought I was a rapper. Yeah. It's my first time ever on a tour bus by myself. Just chilling. Ever. Like, like, and, 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 you know, the thing is, like, the, the timing of it, too, like, you, you went during the era where it was everybody wanted that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you you're living the life that everybody one, even though, you know, they might have didn't see the work that you were putting in, but, you know, the outside is, at the end of the day, you're on a tour bus, and you in, like, Michigan, and then you can say, oh, yeah, I, I'm with DTP, and it's just, like, the access now is coming through like crazy. Um, now, with, with the Dean brand marketing, um, I know this happened a couple of years ago, I think, but um, the the um, Aloft Hotels, y'all started, like, throwing A year that, ago. A year ago, okay. My, I, I remember the, the party. Myself, Paris, and Taye. 
Um, every Tuesday we're actually doing tomorrow night. We're mm-hmm. doing um, it's happy hour, six p.m. to eleven p.m. Aloft Hotel, three hundred Spring Street, Northwest, three zero three zero eight. Come see us every Tuesday. But um, tomorrow night we'll be hosting uh, Angela Watts and the Rag Trade um, Fashion Movement that she has going on, which is really cool. Um, once again, it was tied to the nightclubs. Mm-hmm. You know, creativity comes from frustration. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So tied to the nightclubs. Hey, you know, the opportunity. Uh, my wife um, had been is in hotels. Had been in hotels for the last fifteen years. She knew. The manager that was at Alof, she was like, "Yo, I think it'd be cool if we do a happy hour." Okay, oh yeah, cool, run it. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> just using um, those connections, trying to use it, you know, um, and call PK, call Taya, like, "Yo, let's do it." And the re- the rest is history. Like, I've been there a couple know, of times. So you know, it's 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 a work in progress. Still Reserve um, is our sponsor now. Still Reserve is a. Um, as a malt liquor, you know, it's like I call it the new St. Ives, mm-hmm. but you know, it's good, different flavors. You know, yeah. they take care of us. Um, Can, let me let me ask you a question too. Since you you brought up Steel Reserve and, and having them sponsor your event like that, what's that process? Is that something that you reached out to them and said like, "Hey, this is what we're doing. I'd love to get you guys involved." Actually, it goes when um, preparation meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, myself and P. K. Taylor was like, "Yo, we need to create a deck." We've been doing this for a year. We need some sponsors, whatever, whatever. We created the deck. Um, and um, we wasn't getting any traction on sponsors. But shout out to my guy, Jovan, that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. who was Ludacris' former road manager yeah, yeah. from Chicago. He up in Chicago. He gave me a random call one day. I'm in. I'm at Myrtle Beach with my family. Mm-hmm. Yo, I got a potential sponsor for what you got going on down there. Miller Coors, still reserved. You got a, you got a deck. Yeah, I got a deck already done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. And then we kicked it off. And Still Reserve has been moving. We sponsored um, one music fest. Um, we sponsored Scotty ATL's Cooligans Festival. Yeah, um, that was pretty dope. Yeah, um, I was I was there. I was there for the Cooligans. We sponsored yeah. um, Luda Day weekend, of course, the tenth annual Luda Day weekend. Um, and we're just trying to get the product out into the marketplace. You know, there's going to be some more cool things coming from it, some content things and stuff like that. So hopefully we can get straight out the den some yeah. product. Yeah, man. You know. I'm down. Um, just different things, man. And I, I try to have my hand in everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, now I, I kind of want to transition into, like, you know, the new, I guess, the new chapter of Dean and, and, and with uh, the new company. Uh, A was A three agency A three agency A three. Um, basically, uh, pretty much some of the same ideals and principles as Dean Brand Marketing, mm-hmm. uh, which is just a new focus, new shift because of the cultures moving forward and social media and digital and technology mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, I named it A three uh, because of my daughters, myself and my daughters. Um, my everybody i'm like the oldest grandchild of my family just has nothing to do with nothing but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everybody name starts with an a, with an a. so okay. i try to keep the tradition going with my daughters and i and ari so you know and then i was like a three you know three was like three yeah. whatever so that's where it came from i was like trying to build a company naming after them and i was like no that's corny whatever so mm-hmm. you know so i just run it like that running right, right with the agency a three yeah and and so like the the, the focus because i um I read the 
uh, I believe uh, your mission statement. Um, it's like a agency A3 is a collective of creative minds immersed in the fabric of the culture. We provide cultural insights for brands looking to effectively engage with the millennial consumers and receive real results. Right. So who would like for the people that don't understand what none of that means, you know what I'm saying? Like if you wanted to just, um, in a sense, dumb it down, who would your client be and how would you effectively, you know, get them? To so work? my client analyst, for example, right now is still reserved. Okay. So uh, putting it in the culture, meaning, okay, we're going to, instead of saying, you're sponsoring a party, let's turn up and get drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, let's give it a platform. So we put it against the Aloft Hotel with the happy hour every Tuesday because we do live music there. Mm-hmm. So Still Reserve gets to connect with emerging talent. So uh, we had Jimmy Cravity last week. Mm-hmm. We've had India Sean perform there. India Sean's been um, on this podcast, by the way. Um, Nick Hagelin has performed just some of the artists across it, but we had other things um over we had Life Jennings perform for his um True Up Life E P release. Mm-hmm. Um that was also hosted by Bossip. Shout out to my homegirl Janae. Um so you know just putting the brand against things of relevance like putting it against Luda Day weekend we know mm-hmm. what you're going to get from that with the celebrity aspect with the also the charity aspect um putting it against the 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 cool against festival Scotty ATL once mm-hmm. again the emerging talent um just trying to be close to to what's what's on the rise gotcha. so now if Scotty ATL turns into the biggest rapper in the industry and mm-hmm. we have that relationship that the conversation has already started so we can revisit it and say hey can we do a deal with Scotty ATL yeah, and yeah. still reserve or something like that? You know. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That's dope, man. Well, you know, um, we've been we've been talking for a while, man. I'm, I'm trying to think: is there anything that we didn't get to um, that the people should know? I, I think you gave them a lot of information just off the story. I, I'm telling you right now that I'm titling this marketing is all about timing because that's the one thing that that I've learned. Like everything is is timing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and you gotta be prepared when that so, time. So a couple itself. points. A couple points I wanna I wanna mention um, for the listeners. Even for yourself, I don't know. There's a documentary that, that somebody told me about. My guy Jason. My guy mm-hmm. Tori. It's called Super Minch. Super Minch. M E N S-C-H. S-C-H. Right? And um, it's Super Minch, The Legend of Shep Gordon. So basically, Shep Gordon was... He started off as a regular person. Long story short. Just a regular person mm-hmm. selling drugs. This is in the Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix era. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Gotcha. He got the weed, the coke, mm-hmm. whatever. Right? Carrying it around in a briefcase. Right? So, fast forward. He's at this hotel, this broken down hotel. He hears this noise. Sounds like a woman's getting raped. He looked down. He see a man on top of a woman at the pool. He run down, try to save the woman. Mm-hmm. He start beating the dude up. As he start beating the dude up, the woman start beating him up. Get off my boyfriend, mm-hmm. whatever. He's like, oh man, my thought he was raping you. Come to find out, it's Jimi Hendrix fucking Janis Joplin. All right. So cool. He go back to his hotel room with Sarah and he get a knock at the door. Boom, boom, boom. It's Jimmy Hendrix. Hey man, come down to my hotel room. Mm-hmm. What, what do you do, man? I don't do nothing. Whatever. I got this Coke and this mm-hmm. weed. Oh man, you got the drugs? I do drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You with me. <laughs> you you going on the road with me. Cause you got the drugs. Yeah. Long story short. So, but he had keen insight. So fast forward, he created 
the mobile marketing billboard. Like when you see the the big trucks riding around right with around. the artists on the side of the building, he created that. Okay. For okay. Alice Cooper, he used to manage Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. and Alice Cooper had a show in London, and it, with the ticket sales didn't move, and he was like, "Well, how can I get attention to this show?" So he got a billboard made that fast mm-hmm. in London. Alice Cooper, butt naked on the side of a truck. He tell the driver, "Don't move this truck. I don't care if the police come." Say they're gonna arrest you. If you get arrested, I'll bail you out. Yeah. Don't move the truck. Kind of after you put that work in, the show sold out. Wow. This was the day of the show. Fast forward. Uh he is the creator of what is now known as the influencer dinner party. So okay. now when you we just came up A3C, we can be T, we can everybody got their private dinner parties. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's only fifty people can be allowed, and it's the top people in the industry. He started it. He had a house in Malibu and he would invite Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Sylvester Stallone and you name it, tie mm-hmm. people in Hollywood to Malibu to like, they're just to eat. Yeah, to yeah. eat and have conversation and get ideas out about how to progress the culture. Mm. He started the, what is paparazzi today? So because of him, it was a guy just taking pictures in Malibu of him and he go up to the guy trying to beat him up. Like, what are you taking pictures for? He, but he gets the guy information after they beat him up and say, oh, we can turn this into a business. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be the camera guy. Yeah. And yeah. it's paparazzi. Yeah. He was the guy. He created the celebrity chef. What is now known as celebrity chef. He went to a restaurant. Food was amazing. He come up to the, he said, hey, can I speak to the chef? Mm. Timing. No one having instinct. He's like, speak to the chef. Hey, he put all these chefs in the room. Long story short. Had a meeting with him, like, yo, we can, y'all can be a brand. Mm-hmm. He went to CNN and said, yo, you want to start something new? He started the Food Network under CNN, leading off with the, with Emerald. Yeah. That's the chef now Emerald has. So he, he felt like, I can't package a chef. Like, I can't sell anything. Yeah. You're on TV, but I'm not making any money. So what are we going to do? We're going to package seasonings. Now we're going to give Emerald his own seasoning Season. line. Yeah. So now Emerald has the number one seasoning line by a chef in the world mm. still today. So just having that insight. Like, so yeah. he was the person that was uh, semi-responsible for creating marketing materials for an album. I forgot the name of the artist, but you'll see it in the documentary where it was like a rock artist or something like that. It might have been Alice Cooper. I'm not sure. But he put like a pair of G, G-string thong panties mm-hmm. on the vinyl. So there, here's a vinyl, yeah, yeah. and I take a pair of G-strings, just slide it up on there, and yeah. like start giving it away. Like, so he's responsible for a lot of things. He's responsible for Wayne's World, mm. um, just so many things, you know. Is so this on, this on Netflix? You can you you could go on YouTube. I'll, okay, yeah, find, I'm checking that out. ASAP. You can go find it on YouTube. Um, another thing, um, I, like I said, I know I'm all over the place right now. No, no, this, this is good notes, information, but. Um, I think that technology has helped and hurt the 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 business because on one side you can have um like video directors mm-hmm. and you can have enough money to buy a five D camera now everybody shooting videos and then you got people shooting videos on iPhones and mm-hmm. stuff like real videos like Fabulous I think just shot a video on an iPhone like that but when you had Watch the Throne was released. Mm-hmm. They took it back. They had uh, some camera. I forgot what it was called. But basically, the video cost like $780,000. Yeah, it, it costs money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you see it. You got a Maybach sliding all across mm-hmm. the room and the angles and all yeah. that. Like, yeah, absolutely. They, they went back. They took it back. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can just take it. We have to go back to a high taste level of everything, especially music. I think it all starts there. I think um, even for sponsorship and branding, a lot of people ask me a lot of times, can you get a sponsor? I'm doing this party. Mm-hmm. Can you get a sponsor? I got this event. And it's hard to get sponsorships. Number one, you have to offer some kind of value yeah, to yeah. the brand. Absolutely. You're asking Coca-Cola, who's a billion-dollar company, just to give you $25,000 mm-hmm. or $10,000. Or any brand that's a billion-dollar company, Miller Coors or Nike, whoever. That's a billion dollar company mm-hmm. to give you twenty five thousand to support your event or one hundred fifty thousand. I think that's why everybody, the whole everybody's calling everything a festival now. So yeah, because yeah. the brands need more than just a one day type thing mm-hmm. for value. So I'm giving you twenty five thousand, but on the flip side, you give me three days worth of value. Gotcha. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So now you got, of course, things like one music festival. Big shout out to um, Jay Carter. On this year's One Music Fest, that was a, an amazing turnout. Um, things I made in America mm-hmm. Festival, of course, with Jay Z, Coachella. Things, but those things are experiences. South by Southwest, yeah. Absolutely. Big shout out to A Three C. We seen how how that's grown. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's quickly like over the years. Yeah, eleven years went by fast. But um, it's crazy. I remember the um, the guy Mike that's over at A Three C. Me and PK went to his house eleven years ago. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> And he was telling us that he was putting it together. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're working on this thing, A3C Festival, and just our time, how how fast time goes by, but now it is what it is. But, um, yeah, um, a high taste level. That's all I ask for as a fan. Yeah. I think another thing is there's no more fans. Everybody. There, there's no more fans, for the, for the and, it's, and it's no more real executives. Like, it was a time when Leo Cohen and Julie Greenwald and Kevin Louds and... Jimmy Iovine, all these people, they were real executives. Mm-hmm. Like L.A. Reid. Yeah. So now people are leveraging an executive role because there's no money. Or the money is, not, I don't say no money, but it's coming slow. Mm-hmm. You got to find it in a different way. So now I got a hot artist. I got Lil, Lil Johnny from the corner. Yeah. But now he got Atlanta on fire. He on all three radio stations. Mm-hmm. Mixtape booming. We doing our shows. Instagram is popping. Yeah. Everybody asking who Lil Johnny is. Yeah. Now here come Def Jam, come knocking on Interscope, come knocking. Yeah. Sony come knocking. So they, ha- they've already done it. Like so, so what happens is, so what happens is now what people are doing now is, yeah, I'm Dean, I manage Lil Johnny. You want to sign him, but you sign him, I need a job at the label. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I need to be A and R or marketing yeah. manager something. Yeah. They that's they're leveraging positions for. The talent, yeah. but at the same time, are you putting the, the people that you're giving the check superposition, are they qualified? Mm-hmm. So just because I can manage an artist, so I've had some success managing Lil Johnny, am I qualified to be the head of marketing for all of Sony? Gotcha. Am I qualified to be the head of A&R for all of Dev Jam? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that yeah. doesn't mean you're qualified because you have just what's one hot record. A lot of times what's happening now is Lil Johnny rapping, his, get his brother, his homeboy next door mm-hmm. to manage him. Booking information, throw it. Everybody got booking information. Yeah, I don't know yeah. who's who now on social media because everybody got booked me. Girls, yeah, guys, yeah. Like, what am I booking you for? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, you're right. You're everybody right. got booking information. Yeah. Like, like, what, 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 what are we booking? Is what that, are we booking? What yeah. are you offering me? Yeah, like exactly. female, same thing. Because you're beautiful and you have this great body and you, I've seen you on Instagram. You know, I'm a, I'm a troller. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> You know, it, it happens. It happens. Like, but what am I booking? Because you have a beautiful body and you wear a thong. 
It's like and you got hundred, you got a hundred and fifty thousand followers, and, and none of them will show up. Like and you that. got That's booking, yeah, on your Instagram page, and you're getting booked. So Nana's like, "Come see Miss Such and Such at this nightclub on Friday night," mm-hmm. and they paying you fifteen hundred dollars and giving you some bottles. They might not be paying you. They might just yeah. be giving you some bottles in the bottle. section, yeah, just to, for the look. And once again, that also devalues everything. Even going back to social media, so mm-hmm. you have people. If you have everybody say no, if everybody like now you can get so much work for free mm-hmm. that they don't even know who to pay and how much to pay. Yeah, like anymore for for, for, for positions. Yeah. So if I if, if you know you can get seven people to run your whole social media department of your record label, mm-hmm. but they're all in college and they just want to be a part of the situation. Yeah, and nobody's getting paid. So now if you go to Georgia State and you study marketing yeah. or whatever you study. And you didn't went to school for all this time, mm-hmm. and then you like, now you trying to go get the job, and like I can be your head of digital media. Yeah. And they're like, well, I'm going to pay you. Yeah. When I got seven people, I got that, seven people right here that, that can that's do that's your job for free. Yeah. They laptops, they phones, everything. Absolutely. You know, so it's like really creating the putting the value in yourself, and then because of that, that's why creativity comes from frustration. I say that again, mm-hmm. meaning people, are like, well, I can't get no job. I'm gonna just start my own shit. So now I'm the CEO of Dean Entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I can't get no job. I got the, econ- the economy fucked up. So, whatever it is, like even with podcasts, I'm not saying this you, but I want to go work at this radio station. Oh, y'all want to hire me? Fuck it, I'm gonna start my own podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, but it, it happens. Creativity it comes from frustration. Yeah, yeah. Or I went to um, SCAD or New York Institute Fashion Institute Technology. Yeah. <laughs> I got this portfolio and I'm submitting it to Ralph Lauren. I can't get a job. Fuck, I'm start my own T-shirt line. Yeah, my own clothing line. So now, the reason why everybody's a CEO of something, or a founder of something, or a creative director of something, they give themselves these titles, because some people have the training, some people don't have the proper training, but you can't even get in. Yeah. So it's like you, you, you like you said, that frustration forces you to do your own thing, and now it's like it's a, it's a rat race. It's like who's gonna stay around? You know. Who's so now you got now you got you got two colliding sides. You got the OGs versus the new the new mm-hmm. age. The new age, and then you got like my age is in the middle. Yeah. So the OGs is like the people that came before, like the LA Reeds and the mm-hmm. Shockers and people like that. And you got the new age who's 14 to 25. Doing it themselves. Doing themselves. And then you got my bracket that's right there that's like, that was that part at 2002, mm-hmm. 2003. That's like, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. right there with you. Yeah, okay. trying, you're trying to figure but out. When we was coming up, we like I said, we had things, certain things that inspired us. So if it was MTV Diary or whatever, or mm-hmm. making a band, whatever it was, that our aspiration was to work for Jay Z, yeah, or to work for Puff Daddy, or Ludacris, or mm-hmm. Ti, whoever, whoever. Now, kids, right now, their aspiration is to own, to own. Like yeah. they're like. Like thirteen you know, years yeah, old, yeah. like I'm creating my own app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is is it's great that we're at that point, but you know, it's it's like it's that education. It's it's kind of like, and I think that's the, that middle ground that you said. I think that we're at that point where we like we want to own our own, but we ain't afraid to take that internship to learn how to own our own. And like these kids now, like they like you know what I'm gonna start tomorrow, and I'm just gonna hustle till it's till it's mine. 
I'm not going to take the time out to get the education. I'm just going to learn as I go. You know what I mean? So I get it. It's, you know, you, you got to find that common ground. I, ju I just want people to, to, I, I appreciate the Drake and Future thing for, as a fan. Like mm -hmm. I appreciate Watch the Throne. I appreciate Beyonce throwing her album out there like that, you know, mm -hmm. just getting fans excited. Uh, I appreciate what J. Cole does, even with his, like, Dollar in the Dream tour, because yeah. he shows, like, this ain't about the money, it's about the fans, because yeah. J. Cole could definitely charge more than a dollar for yeah, the show. Yeah. You know, um, whoever it is, is like, you got rising artists. India Sean, she's she's moving up the ladder. Mm -hmm. um, 2-9 is out there still doing their thing. Yeah. Artists like that, um, all... Once again, I know I'm focused on the music, even with designers. Um, you know, you got people like my um, guy DMAP with Convertible Burt. He used to be like the creative director of like 8732 and Under Rock and all that kind of stuff. Super creative talent. Um, so there's a whole lot of creatives. The biggest thing, and I'm not going to take up too much more time, but the biggest thing is working together. That's the biggest part we're missing. Like everybody wants to be a CEO. Mm -hmm. Like too many chiefs, not enough Indians Indian, type thing. Yeah. Where it's like at this time, it's like, I don't give a damn about no titles. I tell you, like, let's get to the work. Let's get to the money. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Yeah. Because you can be the CEO. You could, like my man Paris said, you could be on 100% of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could all, or you could be part of 10% of this billion. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You That's could true. be a partner. Of this conglomerate, somebody like, what's his name, Guy Richie is his name, who's Madonna's manager, yeah, yeah, had yeah. the Maverick management, and he went and got um, hip-hop since 82, I mean, all them, um, G. Robinson, all them, now they all work under working Maverick up. management, Yeah, you know? They didn't have right. to do that. They really could have been on some cocky, some like, what, I manage Wayne, I manage yeah. Nicky, I don't got to do that. Yeah. But the fact that they did that, they showed me it's more to it. It's more to it. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. I, I was, it, it's ironic you say that because I was having this conversation yesterday with an artist, man. I was just like, dude, like the things that that's uh, that's building right now, you guys like. There's like five artists that I really rock with. You know what I mean? And they're all growing. They're new, and, and you know, but they, I love their music and, and I love like what they're doing. And they all have their own individual movements. But I was like, look, man, if all of us come together and work. It's that much better because, like, now instead of you having your 50 people that's going to show up, how about all five of y'all come together and y'all all got 50 people showing up? So now you got a show of 250 people as opposed to a show of just 50 people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it, it only makes sense. And just move like that until something pops. So, it's, it's once again, Wild Wild West. So, I know you mentioned something quick about 360 deals. So, people are understanding. They don't f have full understanding, but they know, like, okay, if I got this artist, they're like, I don't care about getting booked for a show no more. Because, mm -hmm. for example, I can do my create my own festival. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Scotty ATL and them. Like, they go get the venue. They taking the door. Mm -hmm. They getting their own ticket sales, their own merch. Mm -hmm. They putting their tech. They're curating the artists saying, yo, this is who I want on stage. But, and they're doing it themselves. They're finding their own sponsors, and they're doing it themselves. Yeah. You know, versus saying, hey, I'm trying to be a part of. So where does that leave? Even down the line, like, I'm talking about 5, 10, 20 years from now, where does that leave an ICM or a CAA or yeah. William Morris Agency or yeah. a Rock Nation? Or these, like, and and I think Rock Nation is the is a model, the new model. You know, I don't know all the inner workings of what they do, but just the fact that, okay, it's all in-house. Mm -hmm. We got everything under one roof. Writers, producers, artists, athletes, um, marketers, 
attorneys, yeah, <laughs> executives. Yeah. What you need, we have it here. Yeah. We're a one-stop shop. And yeah. I think that's what people are trying to go after now. And I just had a great conversation with my guy, Rufin, and um, Evita Kegler, who just put out a great book. And she gave me this shirt that oh, says, yeah, yeah. Don't Forget About the Music. Lawyer. Lawyer. Um, right. Yes, yeah, yeah. Evita Kegler. And um, I want let me get it right. Let me get the name of her book right. It's Don't Forget About the Music. It's the name of the book by Vita Kegler. Um, you can go check that out. Really cool. She just did a pop-up shot with us last Tuesday at the A-Log. Um, but once again, it's like, where do we go from here? Yeah. As a collective, like everybody, you're in the media field. I, I always go back to saying this. Atlanta, we don't get traditional media here. No, no, we don't. You know, we have great artists and well-known people. Top of the line, we have mm-hmm. an NBA team here. We got an NFL team here. We have, we had a hockey team here. We got a soccer team come here now. Mm-hmm. Um, we know all the artists are here. Movie studios, Paramount has yeah. a movie studio here. Sony, Tyler Perry, everything's, everything's here. here. But we don't have traditional media. Now we have CNN here. Yeah, you know what that CNN, is? Fox Sports. I mean yeah. Fox News, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And, and you got T- TBS, Turner. You know, you got Turner and all. Yeah. That, but. But I'm talking about even as far as, and we have our own blogging outlets, but when you're talking about like the, a lot of those mainstream outlets, like whether it's, um, what is that, like E! News or mm-hmm. whatever it is, like we don't have like a real paparazzi thing here. Yeah, no, no, we don't. No. Like you're going to get that in New York. LA. You're definitely going to get it in LA. Yeah. Maybe a sprinkle of it in Miami, depending on what's going yeah, on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's true though about Atlanta. Like, you know, you can see, you can see, a top artist. You can see a Kanye in Atlanta and nobody's going to snap pictures. Like, I mean, of course, like people are going to be trying to take selfies and all of that. Yeah. But you're not going to see somebody with, you know, a 7D taking pictures. You're yeah. just not going to see that. You know what I mean? With a zoom lens. Like, you're just not going to see that. People are just kind of like, I guess that's the, the that's the beauty of Atlanta also, though. It's like, yeah, it's like a lot of people, a lot of the famous, rich and famous people coming here to get their little off-season apartments or yeah. condos or whatever. But I always go back to this, like, why hasn't since I've been here? Yeah, like Kanye hosted a party here. Like his like his you. name on the flight. Jay Z has. Yeah, you know, yeah. Diddy has. Like Kanye hasn't. Rihanna hasn't. Like why? Why is it? Like I'm talking about since Rihanna's been an artist. Yeah, she's it's never been a party in Atlanta say hosted by Rihanna. That's that's interesting. Man. There's never been a party in Atlanta say hosted by Kanye. He probably popped up in somewhere and it was yeah. No, frenzy. I got you. I understand. But like I'm coming and it's. Like this is this is my event. I'm gonna be here. I'm y'all here. make sure y'all here. Yeah, that that that's an interesting point, man. And, and I don't know if it's like because it's obvious that Atlanta is popping. Like everybody, music sounds like Atlanta right now. You know what I mean? Like it, it's amazing. And you see that's a it. good and bad thing. It is. It is a good and a bad. Because I'm I'm originally from Philly, so I was watching MTV Jams the other day randomly, and I see an artist. It sounds like he's from Atlanta. He was like, oh, he mentioned South Street. And I'm like, yo, he from Philly. Yeah. But yeah. like, it sounded like an Atlanta record. Yeah. Like yeah. what he was saying and the beat, everything. The beat, everything. everything. I think Meek Mill has mastered it from a way where when he first got with Ross, with that, he used those Southern beats mm-hmm. with the with the Philly flow and stuff like that. But um, I know people that was early on it, like Jadakiss and Styles, they always jumped on down, yeah, they South, jumped on records. down South stuff. But they did, they still did them. Like they, they jumped on the records, the beats, 
but they still sound like they from where they from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And, and I think that's the difference. Like, now you really can't tell. Like, an artist can be, and I heard it I heard it all this week. Like, you know, I'm going to different showcases, and I'm seeing these artists that's like. If you go to any, not a country, if you go to any listening party, artists had a little listening session. Mm -hmm. The whole mixtape, the whole EP sound like one long track. Yeah. You got one producer that made every beat. All, 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 all twin beats, every I mean, all twelve beats on your EP. Yeah, yeah. Everything is sound like you're saying the same thing with every song, <laughs> like you know, like like what, like they used to call them. They used to call them like six and ones. Like I'm gonna tell you, what's good for that franchise boys. Mm -hmm. They made white tea. Oh, I think they like me. They made hits. Yeah. Jermaine Dupri figured it out, but. The structure of all the songs came from one song. Yeah. Like, White Tee. Oh, I think they like me. He said that in the White Tee song. But they made a full song from that. that. And then from that song, we're going to make a hook. That hook going to turn into a song. Like, they did it. it, it I mean, you know, I get it. I, and I share frustrations with it, too, man. It's just like, you know, at the end of the day, I just want you to, you know, be yourself. And, and really try to push the culture forward. But, you know, I... It's it's a difficult game. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the biggest thing. I, I'm gonna end on that. The biggest thing is being yourself yeah. as an artist, as a person, as an individual. You go to the club, everybody dresses like, all the girls dress like, all yeah. the guys dress like. Everybody, it's like a show. It's like a side show, man. Like, Everybody's dressed like. Everybody, every single body, like everybody looks like the industry standard. Like you, you got tight jeans sagging. You got um, Gucci belt showing, yeah, Gucci certain belt kind showing. of sneakers. <laughs> you know, it's like everybody look, and all the girls got eyelashes and eyelashes. The same, finish, the um, same Forever Twenty One dress. Like everything looks the same. It's like, man, where's the originality? And then when you see somebody that's actually original, it looks foreign. So, so even, so even with the hipster culture, mm -hmm. it's my personal opinion. Now, the the hipster culture was like originally was what hip-hop was when it was first coming out, which is like, yo, we don't want to be with the mainstream. We doing this. Yeah. Right? Like, we party in this kind of way. Like, when Andy Warhol had the whole, what they used to call it, the loft or something like that, um, back in the day, it was just a whole different vibe. But now, I tell people that people are have become hipsters mm -hmm. due to the economy. <laughs> It's cheaper. It's cheaper. So it's cheaper I stuff, so my man. motto yeah. is this. My motto is the forty dollar night. Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle on this. This we got forty dollar night. Let's say we you're in the land. I got forty bucks. Yeah. What what do I do with the forty? I got on a white tee mm -hmm. from Walmart. I got on some Levi jeans. Mm -hmm. My my maybe some Jordans on. You know what I'm saying whatever whatever. My outfit don't cost a lot. Yeah. G-Shock watch. I don't need no Rolex. Yeah. For the forty dollar night, I'm a hipster. I go to L Bar, some of that costs five dollars to get in. Get in. Yeah. It cost, I got thirty five dollars left. Yeah. Right. The drinks is. I get a beer for three dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now I got a. I see a girl I want. I yo. I'm gonna get you three beers. Yeah. I spent nine dollars. Nine dollars on your three yeah. beers. Now you tipsy. You getting kind of tipsy, right? I want you to come back with me. Mm -hmm. We leave here. We go to Waffle House. I got $24 left. Yeah. We can both eat at Waffle House for $24. Yeah. yeah. And I go back at that and I fuck. $40. $40. Yeah. $40 a night. 
that shit can't happen on the, on on the other side of the culture. That shit can't happen at compound. Yeah, like you no, can't no, have no, forty dollars no. in there. No, it's you forty dollars to park. <laughs> forty, fifty, to hundred to park. If you yeah, if you if you, you violate, really try to get in. Hundred to park. Yeah. If you don't know AG and you can't get in for free, hundred to get in. Yeah. Ain't about that life. Fifteen hundred for a section. <laughs> Right, ain't about that life. For section and bottles at the end of the night gonna be like between fifteen hundred and two thousand. It's crazy. All right, you in there, everybody else in there, you ain't even got the money that the NBA players got or the rappers no, got. No, you just no, trying you to, don't. you trying, trying to make to it. Yeah, yeah. And then the girl still ain't gonna go home with you because she going after the NBA player or the rapper. And guess what? The NBA player and the rapper they ain't pay nothing. Nothing, cause they <laughs> nothing. hosting it. They hosting it. All the bottles were free. The section was free. They might pay a tip and a gratuity. You know, that's and that's it. And, and, and I think that's a good. That's a good place to end it. That's an interesting perspective. So everybody going out there, spending all the money to get the access and to see the people who you there to see, just know that they didn't pay anything. And the money that they throwing, I'm, I'm gonna say this: the money that they throwing at the strip clubs when these artists come at the strip club, they got paid that the throw. That's yeah. it. They ain't coming out of the pocket. Or they just have the bag. I ain't going to say no names, but I went to, you know, strip club, Magic City, maybe a year or two ago. One of my NBA homeboys, he had just got a new contract. Yeah. He like, yo, give me, go. Give, me, give me five bands. Give me 10 bands. But when you talk about you got $60 million. Yeah, he just got that kind of contract. It's different. You're in a whole nother tax bracket. Like, live your life. Like, you don't have that. That 6000 that you're throwing out is going to really hurt you. I'm just trying to be myself. Man. Just be yourself. So, look, man, Dean, I appreciate you coming through, bro. Like, how can the people connect with you um, if they just want to pick up some more game, man, if they're, they're interested in, in marketing? What's the best way for people to connect? Um, follow me on Instagram, Aldine Jackson, A-L-D-I-N-J-A-C-K-S-O-N, all together on Instagram. Um... And we go from there. I'm trying to get my Instagram numbers up. So I know, man. Slide, slide in my DM. <laughs> Let me know. I can filter it. But I'm just trying to get my Instagram numbers up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Aldine Jackson on Instagram. And um, and that's it. A-L-D-I-N Jackson. And then um, and we can go from there. Just, you know, when you slide in the DM, just let me know that you heard me on Straight Out the Den. I appreciate that. Shout out to Justin, man. Got yeah, a beautiful setup. He got all the vinyl here. You know, yeah. I wanted to be a DJ. In my, I still have DJ dreams. That's, that's my, like... Five ten years from now, I already said like I'm gonna get into DJing. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be. Just I'm gonna end up DJing my twin daughter's sweet sixteen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> D, DJ Daddy. <laughs> DJ Daddy in the building. Y'all heard it here first, man. <laughs> DJ Daddy. So look, man, it's Jay Good straight out the den, man. Um, look, hey, this podcast is it, it, really moving. If you listen to this on SoundCloud, that's cool. Um, I, I do appreciate that. Uh, but please subscribe on iTunes. Um, uh, subscribe on iTunes. Rate subscribe um and and leave a comment tell me what you think about the podcast tell me what you think about this one here um hopefully it was some knowledge for you and, and you picked up some game man but uh like i always oh you can follow me on all things social media too everything is straight out the den str the number eight o-u-t-d-a-d-e-n um and for that person that hit me up that sent this the text message I, I gave up my number on the last podcast i just was like wanted to be transparent and you know so the person that text messaged me and was like yo why why didn't you just make it straight out the den like spelled correctly guess what you can still go to straight out the den spelled correctly.com it's going to bring you back to the site i own that domain too so you're good to go just uh however you want to spell it that's fine find me but on all social medias str the number eight o-u-t-d-a-d-e-n so uh like i always say um, if you got a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. I'm Jay Good, straight out the den. He's Dean Jackson. We out. We out. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. <laughs>